0: Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. This podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer and artist and will provide inspiration and tips from top professionals in the field. Today, we are speaking with someone who is an authority in a different genre, the Western. The Western storyline is pretty common within science fiction. In fact, there's a science fiction subgenre, Space Western Science Fiction. This genre incorporates elements of the American West in a future where humans live in the frontiers of space. The connection the West may be literal with cowboy hats, frontier towns, and cult 52s, or more figurative where the society is depicted as lawless. The correlation of Western and science fiction suggests that space exploration will be much like the taming of the American West. Titles include Beastmaster by Andre Norton, Northwest of Earth by C.L. Moore, Time Enough for Love by Robert Heinlein, A Princess of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs, The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury, Santiago by Mike Resnick, and Battlefield Earth by L. Hubbard. This subgenre has had great success beyond the page in the television and movie industries, Longmire, Firefly, and Serenity and Avatar being popular examples, not to mention Han Solo or Boba Fett, and my personal favorite, The Mandalorian. But in order to get the science fiction right, you have to have the Western right. I have with us one of the most knowledgeable people around on the subject of the Old West and the Western, Dakota Livesay. In an age when reality shows are so popular, Dakota has been called a one-man Old West reality show. Now, I've been a guest on his radio show several times since we first met at the Wild Western Festival in Phoenix, Arizona, so I'm very happy to be able to turn the tables and interview him. Dakota Livesay is the publisher of Chronicle of the Old West, a monthly newspaper comprised of actual 1800s newspaper articles and the host of the nation's number one and number two syndicated radio shows dedicated to the history of our American West, reaching some 6 million listeners weekly, and author of This Week in the Old West Syndicated Newspaper Column. Dakota has won the coveted National Day of the Cowboy, Cowboy Keeper Award, and the Spirit of the Old West Alive Award. Welcome, Dakota.
1: Thank you, John Goodwin. Hey, you, you've, you've raised the bar so high that I'm afraid to even say anything <laughs> and make it seem like I'm, I'm less than what you've said.
0: Well, we all, we're going to find out really fast that that's actually probably an understatement. You're just, you have so much knowledge about so many things, which is just amazing.
1: Well, thank you very much. The Old West is, is a passion for me. When I was young, uh, I dressed up like a cowboy and everything, and it was Roy Rogers and Gene Autry, and I, I just got enthralled with it. And then in ten, 10 years ago, uh, I got involved with Chronicle of the Old West, which is a publication that has actual articles from 1800s newspapers. And I just it, it, it's just absolutely amazing to me.
0: Yeah, it really, really is. I, I enjoy reading because I get the newspapers. So I enjoy reading these various articles and media has certainly changed quite a bit since then. That's for
1: sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you got it.
0: There it was just, here's the facts, and now it's like all the facts may or may not have anything to do with the article. It's just how can we uh, create as much exaggeration and, and appeal to making you know, like shock factor, which wasn't what it was back right. then. Yeah. hmm So now, as mentioned in the yep. intro, space Western science fiction is a subgenre of science fiction, and while you can throw in what you think is a Western backdrop, if you really haven't bothered to learn about the Western, the space Western SF is going to miss the mark. So as an expert on the Western genre, what are some of the main qualities of the successful Western story? Well, first off, the setting of American Westerns is in the second
1: half of the 19th century and the very early 20th century. And another very, very interesting aspect is there's no other country on this earth that has an old West. The closest would be Canada but the interesting thing is the Canadian Mounties got out in the frontier before the people did. And the reason our Old West is so wild is because people got there first. And uh, it involves cowboys, pioneers, Native Americans, and uh, uh, it's necessary to have good guys and bad guys And also, it's necessary to have a frontier town. And it's interesting because the frontier towns were not like many times the movies show us. For instance, the movie Tombstone. Uh, They showed cowboys all over that town. But in reality, there were very, very few cowboys in Tombstone. The cowboys were out taking care of the cattle. And the only time they showed up was when the cattle were brought in to the market. And uh, other than that, you've got people in business clothes all over the place. But the Old West, again, was a very, very unique time.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. Now, based on the titles I list off in my intro above on the Westerns, uh, science fiction themes, these these have been, these have been used a long time in storytelling. Why do you think that is? Because it's, it's, you know, you listed some different points, but why do you think that's just been a, such a universal theme for so long?
1: Well, it, it's kind of interesting because I really have not thought about them as being science fiction. But at the same time, uh, I, I think about the movie Star Wars. Yeah. Now, take Star Wars, for instance. Uh, there is, in my mind, no better example of a science fiction Western. Uh, I mean, all of the, it it was not in the West. It was not anything to do with cowboys, but the characters were all very much like Western characters. And you could almost change your clothes and, and change the the surroundings. And and it would be a a Western movie
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh, that many of the movies that our Western movies uh, are like that.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a total Western setting. Yep. So why do you think yep. it is that, that that Western setting is so popular and it's, it's, it's so easily moved over into science fiction? Just it, it, Like you said, it's a total Western.
1: Well, first off, we here in the United States historically have been very much uh, intrigued with westerns and cowboys and and the old west and and all of that so that when somebody is writing a story uh, they bring a lot of those elements into that story because it is intriguing
0: yeah it's definitely that now l Ron hubbard was known for the quality of research used in his stories in fact, he grew up in the Old West. That made a big difference also in uh, Montana, right. ter- turn of the century Montana. In his article, Search for Research, Taught in the Rise of Future online course, he discusses the need for having an understanding of what you're writing about. So please provide a very simple overview of the Old West that people they are looking at writing, mean, this could be used for steampunk because that's also uh, that time period, and also just the basic uh, sci-fi western. So simple overview of the Old West, and feel free to include the periods of the Old West that you are talking about. Well,
1: well, John, writing about the Old West and not knowing about it is like writing about, I don't know, women and never meeting one. The Old West, it, is, it was so intriguing. For instance, it was settled by men. Uh, The early West, there weren't many women out there. And the men would build a cabin. It would have dirt floors. Uh, There would be a cloth over the windows. And uh, when they went into town, which was usually at least a day, maybe two ride, uh, there were a lot of taverns and, and, and stores and places like that. And then women started coming out West. And uh, they either came out uh, because they were a mail-order bride or they knew the man that had built the house and the like. And at that time, the women would come out, take a look at that, that log cabin and say, you've got to build a floor on this log cabin. Uh, you've got to put windows in the, in the panes instead of the cloths. And then they went uh, into town And they said, where are the grocery stores? Where is the church? Where are the schools? And uh, the women made the Old West a little bit more, I don't know, sophisticated, whatever. And uh, also changed in life in the Old West was uh, a woman's position. She was a second-class person back East. But when she came out West, she worked right alongside her husband, and uh, she became a first-class person, an equal.
0: That's very interesting. That's, it's actually the, the suffragette movement or the whole, that whole movement of, of recognition of women actually began in the West.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true. And also, uh, you know, a, a man had to go into town to get groceries. It usually was a week or two, and the wife could not go in because she had to stay there and take care of the kids, take care of the animals, and all of that. And so, again, she became very independent.
0: I get it. Well, don't let me stop you now. This is very fascinating. Okay.
1: Well, you know, again, you watch movies, and I would say that movies were very fun but uh the Hollywood makes a movie for entertainment, not for reality, and uh, so you 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 kind of say, where are the most real uh, movies and uh, uh, as far as westerns are concerned, And it just uh it, it just you've got the Searchers and the Wild Bunch and the Good, Bad and the Ugly uh, these are these are more authentic uh,
0: movies. They're more authentic. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's good to know that. And.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you, you know, as, as far as my publication that is comprised of actual articles from old West publications, it, it makes it very, very authentic. Uh, it doesn't make it necessarily exciting because the, the writing was not that good. And, uh, I get I get all of my or most of my articles and the like from the Library of Congress. I go back to the to the 1800s uh, on, and in the Library of Congress online and uh, start pulling these out.
0: Wow! Now I know there's different time periods of the West. There's uh, original settling. You know, you got all the way back from when America's first um, colonized, and then as it as as the migration west occurs, is there particular times when okay, this is considered this period, and now this is this period and now this is the old West that you're familiar with, and then this is the uh, new west or is there anything like that in terms of time demarcation
1: not really I mean uh, uh, obvious quite obviously, when the railroad came out uh that that brought a lot of civilization and the discovery of gold was just unbelievable to the development of the West, uh, because people would come out out west to, to get the gold, and they would stay out west because they didn't find any gold and they couldn't afford to go back east. And uh, it was just an, an interesting, interesting time because of, of these things. Plus, you had a lot of wagon trains coming out west and uh, uh if you if you talk about something that isn't real that's the movie wagon trains um i mean first off uh the wagon had so many so much stuff in it that nobody rode in the wagon everybody walked beside the wagon and uh if somebody's wagon broke down it was goodbye see you later and as well you know, at night time they would put the wagons in a circle. Yeah. And and that wasn't to keep the Indians out. What the circle was to keep the animals in, their horses and mules and the like. And and it was it was a tough tough
0: time coming out west. Sure. Okay, well that makes sense. So now how can we go about researching the old West so as to create more realism in futuristic stories
1: well i i think I think the the biggest thing is to as I mentioned earlier uh search things like the Library of Congress uh and also when there are some real good contemporary books that you can learn from, and uh there are there, you know, there's the the encyclopedias and the like to read about. But you have to watch some of the novels and the like. L. Ron Hubbard is real good because, he, again, he grew up in the West. He grew up as, uh, you know, as a cowboy. And so he knows these things, and he's a very, very good writer.
0: Yeah. So um, now there's an underlying theme to the Western good versus evil, doing the right thing in the end, the man that learned better. While this is sometimes looked upon as old-fashioned, it is the exact theme of the highest-grossing movie of all time, Avatar, you know, as a science fiction. What mm-hmm. makes these seem so universally appealing uh, in your estimation? Well, I think we all,
1: you know, we, we all like that, that concept of good versus bad. And uh, we want uh, good to, to come out on top. And so the conflict of the good versus the bad is, is, is constant. I mean, even today, we have good and bad. And the thing about the cowboy was, the cowboy was basically a good person. And he was basically took care of people and, and, and the like. Unlike, though, what the movies show, uh, in in many respects, the cowboy was like a part-time uh, uh, worker because during the winter time there wasn't a heck of a lot of uh, use for him. He, he had to work around the the home spread and the like, but uh, he would go find another job, and then whenever it came time to to go again, why well, he would go again. But uh, it was it was just a, that natural good versus bad, and how. So often, the good wins out.
0: Yeah, now, a lot of the uh, depictions of the cowboys that is uh, good with a gun, and he's always carrying his, his gun and he comes in and he 's got his cowboy hat, and at high noon he 's going to like you cross in front of me outside. you know so how much reality yeah. is there to that?
1: Not much. I mean, it's, it's a little like we watch detective police. Uh, movies and uh, on TV and the like. And it seems like every week the the cops are, are pulling out their gun, shooting at somebody or arresting somebody. And in reality, many times a policeman will retire and never have shot his gun on the job. And that's the way it was as far as cowboys were concerned. Number one, Cowboys very seldom carried a gun. Bullets were very expensive, and so they just, didn't, they just didn't shoot them. They were poor shots also because they didn't practice. What would happen is that if two guys got in a, into a, a disagreement, they would usually end up fighting because, uh, because you, you look back and there are very few, if any, of those walk down the, 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 the road and walk uh, down Main draw Street. Your yeah. Gun. <laughs> yeah. Walk down Main Street. Right. Right. And, and draw your gun and shoot the other guy. There was, there was a lot of shooting, but it was usually, it was usually a matter of uh, you and I are in the tavern somewhere and we get into a tussle and, and, uh, I neither of us have guns, and so uh, one of us walks back to where our gun is and comes back and shoots. And uh, so it, but that didn't happen very, very much.
0: Yeah. Any other particular, I guess, fantasies that are that uh, Hollywood has created that isn't what really went down, as regards the western. uh,
1: Yeah. uh, Well, it could be. also, that uh, you go in, uh, see at Hollywood, uh, they're there at, at a bar, and uh, cowboys, and they all look different. And that wasn't the way it was. Usually, uh, if you work for a ranch, and uh, one of the guys in, on the ranch was a very popular person, everybody ended up dressing like him. And so when you went into town, you could almost say, hey, that's the Bar X Ranch, uh, man. That's the, the the whatever. As far as cowboy hats were concerned, uh, cowboy hats were not worn all the time. Uh, cowboy hats were expensive. They were main, mainly, uh, the idea was to keep keep the uh, sun off your face.
0: No, that, that's fine on that. So, it's interesting, just the whole thing of of again tying in, you know, how westerns and science fiction are so so similar. And actually, it was in January 1930 issue of Astounding Stories of Super Science that editor Harry Bates coined, based upon the the uh, term horse opera, which was the western story, mm-hmm. and it was built on, you know, mm-hmm. you have your Gene Autrys and you know, where the cowboys would be singing to with their music, singing to their horses or singing to their cows. And so horse opera, Sure, he coined the term space opera. And it was based on the fact that, you know, you could take a, a six shooter and replace it with a ray gun and horses would replace it with rocket ships. And so that's where the whole term, which is still in use today, of uh, space opera came to be. So it's very interesting how the, you know, just that history where it actually started, the space opera started based upon the Western theme that uh, occurred way back in 1930.
1: Sure. And, and incidentally, just as an aside, the Horse Opera, that's mm-hmm. not a movie, something that was made up of the movies. There were the cowboys, particularly uh, when they had to ride Night Herd. They would end up writing—not not necessarily writing—but they'd end up, uh, you know, composing songs and singing right out in the. And, and it, it would also—it would not only be take up the time, but it also uh, the cattle hearing the man there would be a lot more at ease. But as you say, it, moving from the the west to the space future, it, it's it's a very easy transition because. There are so many elements that are the same.
0: Yeah, for sure. So when we first met, it was at the Wild Western Festival in Phoenix, and it was there where you were introduced Mm to um, Elwin Hubbard as an author, including his over 30 Western stories. What gives the stories sure. that? What gives the stories that appeal that has gone on now for over seven decades? His one story, "Shadows from Boothill, was one of the only fantasy western stories published in the pulp, and, and provides a very good example of accuracy in western lore combined with the fantastic. But what was the what was the stories that appealed to you as a western aficionado?
1: Well, for, you know, first off, he's writing from personal experience. Not necessarily shootout and this type of thing, but. But he knows the mindset of the cowboy and what it was like, and so he writes in, in a very common way, and uh, his fiction stories are just so well written, And, and I don't know, beyond that, uh, you know, I, I just find that he, he he obviously had a good imagination.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and one thing he said, he wrote also in some of his earlier notes about that time period, he said that the old west was incredibly superstitious. And yeah. any Great. comments on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, it 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 is, it is interesting. I don't know how to how to how to say this without insulting people, but sometimes superstition is a lack of knowledge. Sure. And so the cowboys the cowboys, they really had very little education. Number two, you see all of these cowboys in their 40s riding around. Cowboys were teenagers. Uh, they they were young kids, and so they they just lived the life of a young kid with the responsibility of taking care of
0: animals. So then... So then, how did it so? Then, what would happen is then, as they finished being a cowboy, then they'd either move up to being moving to the city when they got married and then they just transition to another job type thing, or they move up yeah, and have yeah. their own ranch and hire other, other people to be their cowboys and, and tend their, their cattle. Yeah,
1: you know, either they stayed in the industry uh, as a cattleman or they went into town. And they got a job as a, as a laborer of some kind. Uh, because, again, they were just, they were young kids. That was one of the few jobs they could have. And uh, the job was exciting because they were around all their buddies and the like. And uh, I, I would say that the transition, you know, many times uh, you wouldn't know that the person used to be a cowboy.
0: Okay. That that's good to know. Now again, we're doing this interview for the aspiring writer of science fiction and fantasy and the um the whole idea of um space opera or the uh science fiction western. We're doing this here so we can just get a little more of the factual data and where to where to take it. And if you're gonna write something that's gonna be authentic, you need to have a better understanding of what really is authentic. If you're gonna take your creative license to um to change something, which is what Hollywood is, is infamously known for, then okay. But to the degree, like you take a look at various stories that have been very successful of, of late, you know, there's, there's a lot of reality that gets put into based upon real live knowledge of what the old West was like to be able to transition it into the future. What, what would the West be like, or what would be the new frontier be like? And if you just, if you just imagine what it is, then it's it's not going to be uh, a real it's not going to be there with with much realism, and so it's important that you really have this understanding, and that's why I, I really wanted to be able to have this opportunity to talk with you. Now, not you're not only a, a walking Western encyclopedia, but you have much of your research online. <laughs> where can people find you online, or where can they find out some of the stuff that you've because you've already researched a lot of stuff. Um, I've yep. got a couple of blogs that I've just totally plagiarized you. I credit you totally on it, but it's um, on the uh, Arizona Rangers and Women of the West, which was great articles. Okay. And those are my best, best blogs, factually, at galaxypress.com. But where do people go to find your online research?
1: Well, the two main websites that we have is number one is Chronicle of the old com. another one which is a good one is called cowboy to com. and that one in the uh chronicle of the old west we have a lot of we have merchandise and a lot of other stuff but cowboy to cowboy is just stories that uh are about the old west
0: and uh
1: Sometimes they they do a little bit of uh, transitioning into the current time.
0: Okay. So any other last thing you'd like to say? This has been very, very enlightening. I'm I'm glad I'm able to offer something to the aspiring writer on the subject of dealing with the West on any contemplation of science fiction Western.
1: Well, I, I just say this. Go to history books. Don't go to novels. If you're wanting to learn about of uh, the Old West, so you can write about it. On the other hand, if you just want to enjoy the Old West, pick up some novels, pick up some Elron Hubbard uh, novels, and uh, you'll find that they're a lot of fun.
0: That's great. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We have also been syndicated on the United Public Radio Network, where you can find these podcasts as well. Writers and illustrators of the future are contests created by Elwin Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. Get your copy of the Writers of the Future anthology containing the award-winning stories and art which is online in virtually every country in the world. Again, thank you very much, Dakota.
1: Thank you, John. Appreciated. appreciate it.